0: McShane Bible study day 165 and 166 and we're starting in Deuteronomy 19 and 20 and um, it starts out the law concerning cities of refuge so there's three cities of refuge that God's wanting them to establish so that if you accidentally kill somebody you can run to it and and not you know not be killed by the avenger Um, and of course it's a little bit picture of us right that we all deserve uh death and yet jesus has given us his blood so that we can stand in his righteousness so long as we run to him right and then uh, he says don't move property boundaries and then he talks about witnesses that you just don't take one person's word for something and accuse another that there needs to be at least a couple witnesses and that if somebody's lying in court that there's consequences for that deuteronomy 20 goes on about uh, laws concerning warfare. I I like verses uh, 3 and 4. Hear, O Israel, today you are drawing near for battle against your enemies. Let not your heart faint. Do not fear or panic or be in dread of them. For the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies, to give you the victory. That's a good word for all of us in everything, right? Whatever the Lord calls us to. Don't, don't be afraid of other people. Don't be afraid of situations, but believe in God. He can do anything in any situation. As long as we're walking in him, he will overcome for us, right? And then, you know, it talks about whether or not you should, how, how they should deal in battle with other peoples that they encounter and trees and animals and so forth, but I'm not going to get into that. And then we're moving on to Psalm 106 and 107, with 106 being the last book of book four of the Psalms, and 107 being the first of book five. And we don't know who wrote them, but they're, they're actually very similar, aren't they? Um, they both give a lot of the history of God's people and a, a warning of going off track and the blessing that God offers. And I'll, I'll spend more time on 106. I like uh, verse 4 and 5. 4 says, Remember me, O Lord, when you show favor to your people. Help me when you save them. This reminds me of the man on the cross next to Jesus. did he say something like, Remember me when you when you come into your kingdom or something like that? Mm-hmm. So, very similar. And verse 5 says, That I may look upon the prosperity of your chosen ones, that I may rejoice in the gladness of your nation, that I may glory... With your inheritance, so here it. This is f- for us. This is talking about entering the kingdom of Jesus, right, and being a part of his, the richness of his life. Uh, you know, a nation that's a kingdom that I may glory with your inheritance. He is inherited everything of who God is and what he's about, and as we enter into his life, we also become inheritors spends a lot of time talking about all the the wrongdoing of the people of God and how, you know, God could not let this stand. And uh, verse 39 through 41 say, Thus they became unclean by their acts and played the whore in their deeds. Then the anger of the Lord was kindled against this people, and he abhorred his heritage. He gave them into the hands of the nations, so that those who hated them ruled over them. So this is a thing God has done many times in the past. When the, and, and we see it also very clearly spoken about in Revelation that uh, of what is to come, that when a people no longer represent him, he turns them over. so said, you choose the world? Well, okay, you can have the fullness of that. And it's quite an awful thing. Verse 45 says, For their sake he remembered his covenant and relented according to the abundance of his steadfast love. So he hasn't forgotten his purpose for mankind, and so there's always this offer to come out of the wicked ways of the world or a false church and come into his kingdom, right? 47, save us, O Lord our God, and gather us from among the nations that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. So here we see this picture of a a people that choose God Mm -hmm. all over the world coming in, from wherever they are in the world and saying, I want to be a part of you called by your Holy name in glory and glory in your praise. So I want to orient my life around you and your ways. God 48 blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. And let all the people say, amen, praise the Lord. So we have a unified people all living their life for the Lord, praising the Lord. And then one o seven it just i didn't I didn't mark much it's actually very similar uh one oh give thanks to the Lord for he's good for his steadfast love endures forever. I just like that is that that picture His love is always there and it lasts forever so give thanks to him in our heart and in our minds and all that we do and I think that was all that I highlighted there. And we look at Isaiah 46 and 47, and these two are about Babylon. So, for historical context, Isaiah is speaking, you know, many decades before Babylon is going to conquer um, Judah. But we know he's, for one, directly prophesying that this will happen, but that there will be judgment on Babylon, right? But we also know that this is a bigger picture of other things to come. We know that uh, the great harlot is called Babylon in Revelation. What's the great harlot? uh, It's a a woman who doesn't stay faithful to her man, her her husband. Mm -hmm. And, um, no, prostitute, a different word for it. Um, Well, those aren't, I don't know if those are exactly the same word. Anyways, uh, (coughs) um... so we see that this is a picture of an end time false church right because that's what revelation uh shows us very clearly and so then we look at it and see what is this it starts out one and two bell bows down nebo stoops their idols are on beasts and livestock these things you carry are born as burdens on weary beasts The weary beasts they stood, they bowed down together. They cannot save the burden, but themselves go into captivity. So we see other gods, right? And we see them bowing down. We see the idols are related to their work, their, their beasts, their livestock, their work. Um, and we see, again, they're, they're bowing to these things, but these things cannot save them, right? So they've come up with other gods besides these gods to uh, mix and mingle into their religion. And it's very much intermingled with, uh, you know, business, economy, life, in in those ways, right? Verse 5 says, and 5 down through 7, To whom will you liken me and make me equal and compare me, that we may be alike? So God's saying, how can you even consider that any of these other things that you hold dear to your heart are equal to me. Six, those who lavish gold from the purse and weigh out silver in the scales hire a goldsmith and he makes it into a god. Then they fall down and worship. So, see, using the the wealth of, of their hands in the economy to create gods and then bowing down to those things. See see how the heart is quick to, to make idols? seven they lift it to their shoulders they carry it they set it in place and it stands there it cannot move from its place if one cries to it it does not answer or save him from his trouble so these things are useless to you Uh, nine says remember the former things of old for i am god and there is no other i am god and there is none like me declaring the end from the beginning And from ancient times, things not yet done, saying my counsel shall stand and I will accomplish all my purpose. So God says, I'm the only real God. I know the end from the beginning and I give you counsel and I have a purpose. And I want you to be involved in my purpose. But if you're not willing to go my way, then you cannot be. See that? Mm -hmm. 11. Calling a bird of prey from the east, the man of my counsel from a far country. So that's interesting. There's a man from the east. So that's obviously not Jesus. Jesus is not from the east. He's from right there, right? Um, and, yeah, you know, we can, well, we'll get into that. I've spoken and I will bring it to pass. I have purposed and I will do it. So he says, look, I'm, I'm not forgetting what I'm doing. This is my plan and I will do it. Twelve, listen to me, you stubborn of heart, you who are far from righteousness. I will bring, excuse me, I bring near my righteousness. It is not far off and my salvation will not delay. I will put salvation in Zion and Israel for my glory. So he says, it doesn't matter what you're doing, what your ideas are. When you take these ideas from the world and you mix them with what I'm teaching, it doesn't matter. I will still accomplish my way. And then when we move on to 47, verse 1, Come down and sit in the dust, O virgin daughter of Babylon. Sit on the ground without a throne, O daughter of the Chaldeans. For you shall no more be called tender and delicate. Three, your nakedness shall be uncovered and your disgrace shall be seen. I will take vengeance and I will spare no one. So again, this is just like what happens in Revelation. But he's saying, I will judge this way, right? I will I this this way will not stand, and we see when I don't know if I really mentioned it or is it which chapter was it? Let me continue reading, but don't let me forget to talk about the, the kind of the the witchcraft manipulation. Six. I was angry with my people. I profaned my heritage. I gave them into your hand. You showed them no mercy. On the aged, you made your yoke exceedingly heavily. So he's saying i i allow my people to be turned over to 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 you either historically babylon you this country prophetically a, a church gone astray that no longer represents god he said i was angry with them because they haven't had a heart for me so i've let them be a part of you and your yoke was heavy seven you said i shall be mistress forever so that you did not lay these things to heart or remember their end so we were just talking about that right that's that's in the heart of man to think, I'm good, I'm blessed. It's happened over and over again throughout history. I'm blessed because I'm a Christian. I'm blessed because I'm an Israelite or whatever. And therefore, uh you know, I've got it easy now, because I'm blessed in God. I'm just gonna go on with a worldly life. And God says, No, I have a greater purpose. You must live in this way. Then you will walk in my blessing. Verse 8. Now therefore hear this, you lover of pleasure, who sit securely, who say in your heart i am and there is no one besides me i shall not sit as a widow or know the loss of children these two things shall come to you in a moment in one day the loss of children and widowhood shall come upon you in full measure in spite of your many sorceries and the great power of your enchantments so we see here babylon is equated with many sorceries and enchantments right we see a, a people that have living according to the last chapter, we talked about other counsel, like according to the way of the world, their thinking, we start to manufacture our own understanding of God's way by incorporating the way the world thinks. And we see sorcery and enchantments, that's manipulation, that's um, all kinds of things of trying to accomplish things of our own will instead of submitting our will to god and we see that that is an idea of who who this babylon is and we see that this you know this uh false church in the end time thinks i will not be a widow i will not lose children but what does god say i will judge you you'll be cut off from christ right you're no longer the bride of christ and will you cut off your children there'll be you'll be completely judged so there will be no more fruit of you. You will shrivel up and die. 13. You are wearied with your many counsels. Let them stand forth and save you. So he's saying, look, you've had all these philosophies that you think are are saving you. They're not my ways. They're the world's ways. What are they going to do for you now? Those who divide the heavens, who gaze at the stars, who at the new moons make known what shall come upon you. So again, I already commented on that. All right, and that's it. I don't remember what part of Revelation. We're just back from vacation, and so I don't remember where we were in Revelation, but, well, let's see. And we are wrapping up in Revelation 16 and 17, and it is going to fit very well. I'm amazed at how well this Bible study all fits together, the different chapters written so long apart from each other. But first in Revelation 16, um, starts out, then I heard a loud voice from the temple telling the seven angels, go and pour out on the earth the seven bowls of the wrath of God Two. So the first angel went and poured out his bowl on the earth, and harmful and painful sores came upon the people who bore the mark of the beast and worshipped its image. So we see, and there's going to be more, and I'm not going to mention all the different angels pouring out all the different bowls of wrath, um, but we see much like uh, happened in Egypt when there were multiple plagues before the people of Egypt came out of slavery uh, to be a free people of God. We see similar thing happening here in end times when the bowls of wrath are being sent. And this, of course, this happens over time, right? Uh, verse 9 says, They were scorched by the fierce heat and they cursed the name of God who had power over these plagues. They did not repent and give him glory. So they, it said they had the mark of the beast, right? So that means people that go according to the world would just get madder and madder at God. And you see a people not repenting, right? They're just just like in Egypt when they, oh, good, that plague's gone. Okay, we can go back to our normal life. Just like people today. God warns us. and we say, oh, okay, that's over. Now we can go back to our wicked ways, right? Meanwhile, wickedness is increasing. And God's saying, hey, I'm trying to get your attention here. 10. The fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and its kingdom was plunged into darkness. People gnawed their tongues in anguish and cursed the God of heaven for their pain and sores. They did not repent of their deeds. So again, now we see uh, this is poured directly on the throne of the beast. 12. The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up to prepare the way for the kings from the east. And I saw coming out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet, three unclean spirits like frogs for their demonic spirits performing signs who go abroad to the kings of the whole world to assemble them for battle on the great day of God, the almighty. So we, we see wrath coming on the people, but we see the enemies at work, right? So Wrath is coming on them, but the enemy is still motivating them to assemble against God and um, coming out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. So Satan is always trying to mimic God. He's not a creator. He's a deceiver. So he Mm -hmm. says, oh, that's what God's doing? Well, I can do something like that too. And so he set up his own kind of trinity, right? It's a false trinity. And so you see... The dragon is Satan himself. You see the beast. Well, we, we see in, in, in Daniel, it's very clear. The beast represents nations, political entities, right? And so we see this. Um, and then we see a false prophet rising up. Someone who represents them speaking. And out of the mouth of all are frogs. Um, so they're unclean spirits, demonic spirits performing signs. And and they go and they're assembling against you know the people of god but 15 then we see jesus speak behold i am coming like a thief blessed is the one who stays awake keeping his garments on that he may not go about naked and be seen exposed so he says blessed are my people who live according to my ways not the ways of the world and and they assemble we see you know armageddon um what's armageddon It's kind of a a last, uh, it's kind of a last battle where, I forget, there's a definitional word for it and I don't remember. Let me pause and answer that, hold on. Okay, I thought I had heard some more concrete definitional definition for that word in Hebrew. That's not showing up, that's showing up as a place. And uh, so, but it's, you know seen as a place of this this last battle between good and evil and this, this God working out his plan in humanity while the enemy is giving his last struggles, right? 19, the great city was split into three parts and the cities of the nations fell and God remembered Babylon the great to make her drain the cup of the wine of the fury of his wrath. And every island fled away and no mountain were to be found and great hailstones about 100 pounds each fell from heaven on the people and they cursed God for the plague of the hail because the plague was so severe. So we see <coughs> we see, God judging babylon the great right so we just talked about that and and the people that refused to leave her that are part of her are now cursing god the one that they professed to be worshiping right and then 17 continues on with that then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and said to me come i will show you the judgment of the great prostitute who is seated on many waters with whom the kings of the earth have committed sexual immorality, and with the wine of whose sexual immorality the dwellers on the earth have become drunk, so we see that the people of the world have become confused and gone away from God, um, going with all these other philosophies, these demonic ways um, and it's the whole world has gone into these ways when when she's supposed to represent God right, and the wine of whose and he sorry verse three and he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness and i saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that was full of blasphemous names so the woman's on the beast so that's connected this false church some people think this would be like a one a one world religion where the religions of the world will kind of all gather together but it doesn't have to be that it could just be the false church um I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that was full of blasphemous names, and it had seven heads and ten horns. The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and jewels and pearls, holding in her hand a golden cup full of abominations and the impurities of her sexual immorality, and on her forehead was written a name of mystery, Babylon the Great, mother of prostitutes and of earth's abominations. And I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints, the blood of martyrs of Jesus So he's saying that this Babylon, the saints have been bloodied, killed under service of this Babylon that doesn't even represent God, but was supposed to. Eight says, the beast you saw was, so he's now John's being explained by the angel. The beast that you saw was and is not and is about to rise from the bottomless pit. So we see the beast seems to be gone, and then it's rising back, and go to destruction. And the dwellers on earth whose name have not been written in the book of life from the foundation of the world will marvel to see the beast, because it was and is not and is to come. So I don't know, I I, I certainly don't have any clear understanding. But could the, you know, Western world system kind of collapse, but then rise back up as a one world government after that? And people marvel at that. Right? The, I mean, you seem to say that that um, the, the economy is going to collapse yeah, like
1: every
0: the, other day at dinner. Yeah, when the dollar, when the dollar um, crashes. Yeah, well, yeah. And so we're prepared for these things. Most people are not. Um, the A, the beast that you saw, what, okay, and go to destruction. And the dwellers on earth whose names have not been written in the book of life from the foundation of the world will marvel to see the beast because it was and is not and is to come. This calls for a mind with wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains. So Rome is the city of seven hills, right? That's super famous. Mm -hmm. And the the Lord, when he showed me what something like 12 years ago, Daniel, I don't think it's quite been 12 years yet, but getting real close um, out of Daniel, that we are the continuation, this Western world. The U.S. is kind of the head of it now, but that the Western world government um, way is the continuation of the Roman Empire. And in Daniel, we see a kingdom rises up, that this, that, that kingdom crumbles, that last fourth empire, which is Rome, which I'm saying is us, uh, us being the, the system that we're in. Um, but that a kingdom rises up that is everlasting from that. And 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 that's truly us, right? That's, that's what our lives aspire to the fullness of, not what's around us. Make sense? There are also seven kings, five of whom have fallen. One is, the other has not yet come, and when he does come, he must remain only a little while. As for the beast that was and is not, it is an eighth, but it belongs to the seven, and it goes to destruction. And the ten horns that you saw are ten kings who have yet who have not yet received royal power, but they are to receive authority as kings for one hour, together with the beast. These are of one mind, and they hand over their power and authority to the beast. So we see kings rising up in the world, but they give all authority and power to this beast. And again, that kind of uh, seems to be a, a, a one-world government type of, thing, right? Which, again, that's kind of what they're working on out there. I mean, there's many world leaders that that's exactly what they want. 14. They will make war on the Lamb, and the Lamb will conquer them, for He is Lord of Lords and King of Kings, and those with Him are called and chosen and faithful. So we see there's this war going on, but the Lord is conquering, right? And His people are chosen, called, and faithful, and they're overcoming in Him. Fifteen, and the angel said to me, the waters that you saw where the prostitute is seated are peoples and multitudes and nations and languages. So the people all over the earth are captivated and controlled by this thing, right? This beast, this prostitute. Sixteen, and the ten horns that you saw, they and the beast will hate the prostitute. So now you see these kings and this beast that the prostitute has been sidling up with, taking on their wisdom, taking on their ways, riding Right, riding, riding indicates kind of a control or taking advantage of. Right, if you ride a horse, you're you're using that horse for your purposes. Right, so the prostitute Babylon, false church, is doing all this, and yet what what then happens? The beast and these ten kings all of a sudden turn on her, and they, you know... <laughs> and she she gets what's coming to her. They will make her desolate and naked and devour her flesh and burn her up with fire. For God has put it into their hearts to carry out his purpose by being of one mind and handing over their royal power to the beast until the words of God are fulfilled. And the woman that you saw is the great city that has dominion over the kings of the earth. So you see this intermingled thing, but then God has specific judgments on each part. Make sense? Mm-hmm. And then we'll just continue that tomorrow. That's all I have for today. You, God bless you. Yeah, the Lord bless you.